When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's get it. All football, all the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Welcome to the best football show. Uh, As you can see, I'm in this tropical setting. This is the warm-up to the vacation. Uh, Vacation is coming starting tomorrow. Uh, This is Friday. It is February 16th. We are officially five days away from the finish of the Super Bowl and the 2023 season so we're starting to look ahead but i want to look back before we start looking ahead uh, by the way this is the best football show i'm brian balding here you can find me at baldy nfl you can find us wherever you download your free odyssey app you know just uh subscribe like all that kind of good stuff hit that button we want you to watch and follow because we're going to be here all spring getting ready for the draft but i want to look back because on tuesday this week this is friday on tuesday I spent an hour talking to Steve Spagnuolo, and we really went pretty hard and pretty deep into the game. And some of the things that he incorporated in his game plan that I think was was really effective. So it's interesting because while Brock Purdy had a good game, threw for, I don't know, 255 yards, and but, you know, his number one wide receiver, um, Brandon Ayuk, had three catches. And, you know, Debo Samuel, he was targeted 11 times. He had three catches. Like, they didn't really sting him. You know, they got the one touchdown pass to, uh, you know, to Juwan Jennings. But really, they didn't, they didn't do a lot in the passing game. And really, it starts with Kansas City's ability to lock up and play man coverage. I mean, that's sort of the secret sauce to this whole defense of Steve Spagnola. And what they did was they put Legereus Steed on Brandon Ayuk and for a lot of the game, not all of it, but a lot of the game. And they put uh, Legereus Sneed, uh, well, they put Legereus Sneed on Ayuk and they put McDuffie on uh, Debo Samuel. And that was they kind of locked up. Now they played some zone. They mixed it up a little bit. But for large parts of the game, they said, okay, LJ, you get your gloves on Brandon Ayuk, I mean, get your hands on him, and he did. And um, and then Trent McDuffie he had three passes defense in the game against Debo, like he was just he he was just was great with the ball in the air. And those two guys, they're sort of the foundation. They they showed up big, you know, in the win against Baltimore. They showed up big, you know, when they beat Buffalo, and Buffalo didn't have one explosive play the whole day. And you know, you talk to any coordinator. You know, you're always going to measure the explosive plays you give up. You're going to give up. You're going to look at third down, you know, completion percentage. You're going to look at sacks, tackle for losses, negative plays. I mean, you're going to chart all – every defense charts those kind of plays. And generally, when you're on the plus side of those, you have a good defensive day and you have, give your team a chance, you know, to, to win. So so that it, it, the foundation to their defense are their corners. Now, they also have Jalen Watson, who's in man coverage. Uh, you know, for against Juwan Jennings and different guys. They have Joshua Williams. I mean, you look at 
Trent McDuffie, Jalen Watson, Joshua Williams. They were all drafted last year. They're all second-year players. When you look at the trade for Tyreek Hill, one of the first-round picks they got from Miami was used to draft Trent McDuffie. So, you know, they traded Tyreek Hill to upgrade their defense. And that draft in 2022, they drafted six defensive players, Carl Loftus, Williams, Watson, McDuffie, Leo Chanel, uh, Ryan Cook. They drafted six rookies, rebuilt their whole defense, and all of them showed up. Obviously, Carl Loftus recovered the fumble that was created by Leo Chanel on the opening drive of the game. Huge turn, you know, just a huge turnover. San Francisco's taking the opening drive down and they score. So you look at that draft. Now, a lot of teams can go out there and draft six defensive players. Are you going to be able to get them up to speed, create a defense where they can play fast in it, and and really uh, find a role for your players the way Steve Spagnola did? So that's that. They drafted Leo Chanel out of Wisconsin. And, you know, he's a 255-pound linebacker. Those guys are supposed to be dinosaurs. You're not supposed to have those size guys anymore. They're not supposed to be able to play in this league, except when you watch Leo Chanel, you look at that play where he stripped Christian McCaffrey of the ball. So, you know, they like to play their three big linebackers, okay? Nick Bolton, Willie Gay, you know, and Leo Chanel. Like, a lot of teams won't play three linebackers, even if you put – Two tight ends, a fullback, three tight ends on the field. They won't play three linebackers. But Kansas City's not afraid to. So what's interesting is Chanel, because maybe pound for pound, he's probably the strongest defensive player on that side of the ball. That's just how he's built. So you could play him at off the ball inside linebacker. But at the snap, he can go in and crush the right guard. Like he's lined up as a defensive tackle. Like they're lining up in a bare defense, except he's off the ball. But when the ball snap and they show run, he goes and he crushes the outside shoulder of the offensive guard like John Feliciano, like he did on the play. So on that play where he forces the fumble, Chanel comes and attacks the outside shoulder of Feliciano. He can't get leverage on him. He, he turns McCaffrey inside, and then because he's well-coached, as McCaffrey goes inside him, he spins, and now he takes his right hand and he strips the ball out of McCaffrey's hand. So in talking to Spags, he was saying he, he constantly is trying to find packages to keep Chanel on the field, whether it's a bear front where they don't line up in a bar, bear, but they get to a bear, if you know what I mean. They're tacking downhill into that gap, that's that big gap. <clears throat> or, you know, they find roles for him. So – you know, they shut down two good rushers. You know, obviously, the Baltimore Ravens, we can't figure out why they went away from the run, but they went away from it. And then, you know, Christian McCaffrey averaged three and a half yards of rush in a game after averaging over five yards of rush and leading the league in rushing. So that's the, the big linebacker, the Chanel factor. And then you look at what they did with McDuffie and Legereus Sneed. You know, then, you know, they have a 30-minute halftime. So at halftime, Spags comes in. You know, and they're winning 10 to 6. Yeah, I think they're winning 10 to 6 at halftime. 10 to 3, no, 10 to 3. Uh, you know, and so they're, so Nick Bolton is the captain of the defense. 
So everything goes through Nick. So Spags is sitting there, and they got a long halftime. Hey, what are we doing well? What do you like? What do you see? You know, and they're like, okay, let's let's change up a little bit from man to man. We'll, we'll play this level of zone. We have these blitzes available if from this formation. Like, let's let's come after them. So they started looking at their blitz packages and what they thought could work based on protections, based on how they were playing, based on, you know, they, they want to get some explosives in their offense. And it's interesting because the 49ers started 5-0. and And they were averaging over 30 yards or 30 points a game, first five weeks of the season. And then they went to Cleveland. And Cleveland and Jim Schwartz, who was the – assistant coach of the year, defense coordinator of the Browns. They played him a man-to-man. They played him press man coverage. Uh, Denzel Ward, Martin Emerson, all their guys, they, Greg Newsom. they played him press man. And it, it really caused the 49ers to struggle. And they used that game as a little bit of a benchmark in getting ready for the 49ers because they held up well in man-to-man coverage. And the 49ers loved their in-cuts. They love their dig routes. They love to attack the middle of the field. And they kind of took that away. They caught a, They got a couple in the game. Uh, they didn't com- completely shut them down. But they're like, you go to Legarius, LJ, and you go to McDuffie, you're like, can you can you do this? Can you do what Cleveland did? And you're like, heck, yeah, we can do it. We'll get our hands on these guys. We'll slow them down. Um, we, can, we can play press man coverage on these guys, and they did. And it was a big – when you can play press man – on the outside against your number one and number two receivers, it really frees up other players, linebackers, safeties, to overload, bring McDuffie on third and four, spy with Willie Gay, have a robber in the middle of the field, play with the free safety, all the things that Kansas City did to really limit San Francisco's explosive plays in a game, it starts with their ability to play corner and to play press man. And I'm, I'm bringing this up five days after the Super Bowl and the Super Bowl win. And Spags is amazing. I mean, he's the only four-time Super Bowl champion defensive coordinator in the history of the game. Okay? So let's, like, let's give him his props. Kansas City just, you know, extended him. You know, like maybe he can – he's allowed to leave to go become a head coach, which he deserves. But regardless, like he's, he's going to stay in Kansas City with Andy. Um, but – I'm saying all this because I'm advancing it to the draft. And we're going to get deep into the draft when I come back from vacation at every position. I met with Michael Penix at the Super Bowl. I met his agent. I know Caleb Williams. I met Darius you know, Robinson. I'm starting to build relationships with some of these guys, and we'll talk about it. But I think it's important because every everybody's going to study really because it's a copycat league. I mean, it's that, that's true. But, I mean, you can only copy so much. You have to have the personnel to play like Kansas City does. But, like, why wouldn't you try to copy what Kansas City is doing? Now, not everybody can have the mind of Steve Spagnola and figure out how to blitz. But if you have two corners that can really lock up, maybe that's a good place to start in building your defense. And so I feel like general managers, coaches, defenses – should really study Spags and go, okay, what if we can get two corners that can line up, not win every down, but really get her, get their gloves on on receivers, really um, 
interrupt the timing of routes and make people beat you with great route running and to be able to separate. What if you can disrupt that timing? What if you can feel comfortable playing press man so that you can play blitz zero and bring the safeties and speed up the process of the quarterback and affect the quarterback the way Rex Ryan did for so long in this league, the way some coordinators really believe in doing it. I believe that's the best style of defense to play. I mean, you look at San Francisco, they're not a pressure team. They try to get home with four. I mean, they got a couple sacks in the game, but really they they had very little pressure on Mahomes and his movement um, negated a lot of it. And when they did try to blitz, they're not very good at it. And maybe that's one reason why Steve Wilkes has been fired in San Francisco. But I think even looking at a guy like Leo Chanel, because let's face it, you know, teams like Philadelphia, Dallas, they kind of almost devalue the linebacker position. And it hurts them. It hurts them in big games. Teams run on them. You know, Green Bay ran on them. You know, they ran them right out of the playoffs. Philadelphia got exposed with their linebacking core. So maybe the fact that, if you think about it, the Kansas City Chiefs drafted Nick Bolton, who is the, the quarterback and the leader of their defense and a great player. Um, they drafted Willie Gay out of Mississippi State, um, both second-round picks. They, they drafted Leo Chanel. They went and in free agency got Drew Tranquil. Like, they're linebacker heavy. They got four guys that are big, fast, strong. You could play two of them, three of them. I don't think they ever played four at one time. But, you know, when Nick Bolton got hurt and missed a chunk of the season, they covered for him. And so I'm, I'm, I'm mentioning this because maybe you should go in the draft looking for these guys. Maybe you shouldn't be looking for 220-pound pumped-up safeties to play linebacker. You know, the way Dallas did, playing Marquise Bell at linebacker. You know, like maybe you should look at real linebackers. Maybe Kansas City's blueprint for how they shut down an elite offense. Maybe maybe Kansas City's got a little bit of a blueprint. Let's find cover corners. Like Legereus Need came out of Louisiana Tech. I believe it was Louisiana Tech. And I think Legereus was a fourth-round pick. You know, but he, he was a long six-foot-one corner, ran in the four threes, played at his – like, look, Louisiana Tech's a big-time program, Division One, But it's not the Big Ten or, you know, the SEC, but he's a big-time player. He's going to probably get a chance to get a big free agent contract, whether Kansas City, you know, keeps him or not. But, you know, you look at how they've drafted these guys. Jalen Watson can line up and play, and they have. Like, draft corners, don't be afraid to draft big linebackers that can kind of double as defensive tackles in certain situations the way Chanel can, maybe there's something there, what I'm saying. Like, yes, Mahomes is the MVP. The Mahomes, win, you know, goes 75 yards in overtime to win the game. That's all true. But the defense, and you think about the gauntlet of Miami, Buffalo, Baltimore, and San Francisco, and how they kept every single quarterback well under their quarterback rating average, including Brock Purdy, who had the highest quarterback rating in the league, of somewhere around 110, and I think finished the game at 89. Lamar, way down. Josh Allen, down. Tua, down. I mean, they limited these quarterbacks because they challenged the quarterbacks with blitzes, press man corners, okay, different type of pressures, and really never allow quarterbacks to get really comfortable and to get the big chunk plays. 
that they all were used to seeing. So anyways, that's been the best football show. That's kind of the season finale. And I hope that it sort of piques your interest about what we're going to talk about as we get ready for the draft. Think about the combine, I believe, starts February 27th in Indianapolis. You know, it's it's a week long and we'll start looking at that pretty closely. Uh, not that I'm the biggest combine guy, but I do think there's value in it. Uh, but we will start getting ready for the draft heavy when I come back from vacation. Maybe I'll even talk about some of the some of the uh, fun that I had on vacation. Anyways, thanks for joining me here. This has been the best football show. I really enjoyed coming to you on a near daily basis over the last five months and kind of letting you see, letting you hear what I see every day in the film room. Obviously, I've taken a break from the film room. I hope everybody else does take a break. I hope your withdrawals from the NFL aren't too severe. Uh, I promise you mine won't be. Uh, but I will recharge and get ready for the draft. And I hope to bring you a lot of uh, illumination and a lot of insight to what this draft is all about. I already tell you right now, it's quarterback and offensive tackle heavy, period. I mean, those are the two positions we're going to talk a lot about starting in a couple of weeks. So thanks for joining me. Look forward to uh, coming back to you and coming on a regular basis once I get back from vacation. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining me on the Best Football Show. And I will talk to you and the semi-near future.